And hey everyone, welcome to the Clubcast, a podcast about pop culture and social commentary from an Asian American perspective. I am Marvin Yue, your host, I guess. Yes, I'm your host. And along with me, as always, this is starting off really terribly, is Minji Chang. <laughs> Got you, Marvin. You're doing great. And our guest this week is our friend Rayson Esquejo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that works. Yeah. All right. Look at that. Yeah, what's up? Um, (laughs) Renowned food blogger from To Live and Dine in LA, as well as a social media expert at um, some studio in Hollywood. All things. (laughs) Yes. Social media on the internet. Yeah, I live here. (laughs) I actually live here on the internet. As you can hear from my obviously Skyped in voice, I'm still here in Taipei. Um, but Minji and Rayson are joining you loud and clear from Los Angeles, California, where apparently it's freezing. Tis. It's freezing out here. Tis freezing. I actually had to buy one of those like thick unicle kind of jackets just so I could like wear it, but not wear it all day. <laughs> Wait, unicles, really yeah. they don't make mm. thick jackets though. They make light, like down jackets. The super insulated yeah, ones. Yeah, but, that but can, it's like, really bubbles warm. and are yeah. shiny. And it really keeps you warm though. I mean like I light, light and pa- pl- packable is what it is, right? I'm like getting sold on. Uh, seriously, it's freaking cold. It's bizarre how cold it's been in LA. I mean, LA people are freaking out, yeah. but it's it's cold for. Apparently, we're at the same temperature as Toronto. Yeah, no, I've I have friends who came down here from um, New York for the weekend, and then they were like, "Wow, it's like it's it's cold here." And I'm like, <laughs> apparently, it's super balmy out in the East Coast. That's right what now. I'm saying. They're like, they're, like, they're like, like so, yeah, it's so warm. And then at night, it drops to the the low here is the same as the low here. Yeah, which is mm. weird. I mean, as in windy. That's like the other thing. Yesterday was ridiculous. Someone windy. literally got knocked over. My friend got knocked over by the wind. It was just wow. like sudden gust, and she wasn't ready uh-huh. for it, and she she fell. <laughs> That's crazy. That's is she like? She's a dainty. She's a dainty. She's a dainty girl. <laughs> but no, I mean, but she's a. I mean, I have to at least hundred pound human being. Yeah, I mean, the weather. I, L.A. is notorious for random weather. Yeah, it is. But isn't I, there Santa Ana winds or something? Yeah, the Santa Ana winds gets the, Santa the winds chill are factor. Warm though. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, that's why a, I was like, I was confused. That's, yeah, Santa Ana winds are the reasons why. Like when Santa Ana winds come, it's wildfire season. That's what that oh. means. Oh, uh, fire season! How oh, I love that. <laughs> super dry the drought. It's like what now seasons do you have in the East Coast? Fall? Do you have fire season? <laughs> do you have earthquake season? Uh, East Coast is hurricanes <laughs> and hurricanes. Hurricane. <laughs> I have the songs like my. Anyway, how? What's going on in type? So it's never that cold, right? Where you are. No. We're about You're... what typical LA fall is. So okay, sixties to seventies. Sometimes it goes down to the fifties. At actually not not fifties, sixties at night, low sixties, and constantly it's pretty pretty much like a warmer Seattle because it's just kind of gloomy and almost raining all the time with some specks of rain. And then like I think I've seen the sun a total of maybe four hours this entire time I've been here. Aww. Aww. But it's nice. Maybe that's what's in. This is like kind of like eight in Korea, where like you wonder why is everyone so pale. <laughs> but it is kind of the th- you know they don't see the sun that Korea much. Korea is way more north than us here. Though. It's, it's probably freezing Korea right now. Oh yeah, it's, totally. um, it's funny because yeah. it's like it's sixty degrees. It's kind of like the whole because we're closer to the to the um, equator. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little bit more tropical, a lot more humid. But everyone here is wearing. Like their winter gear, like <laughs> it's sixty degrees, and like so they're like me hood. basically. Yeah, yeah. It's and freezing. I'm like, how do you get? How are you guys not melting? Because like <laughs> I'm wearing like my flannel shirt, and that's it. 
Yeah, it's basically like me. Uh, yeah. It's basically like that's what Marvin be walking around. He'd be walking around LA right now wearing like a regular flannel shirt and wearing my parka. <laughs> you do so, great in the Philippines. It's like ridiculously hot there all the time. I feel like that's more my climate. I remember saying. Singapore, like Singapore right now, still like 80s and 90s. And like everyone's like, everyone dresses like it's summer, but all the stores are selling winter gear. And I'm like, what, what the hell? <laughs> So much what could you confusion. Need a giant down jacket for when it's ninety fucking degrees. You know, it's part of that fashion statement. <laughs> Everyone likes winter gear, though. This, and this is what I was complaining about when it was burning. It was blazing hot up until yeah. November. I was like, I want the cold weather. I want to wear my layers. And now, and now it's cold. It's like I want my blanket. <laughs> yeah, because I like. Well, people like to get all bundled up. It's like a new fashion. I don't. No, know. it is. I mean, I, I have friends from the East Coast. Like I said, that are always like. You know, you don't get layers here. You don't get to wear, like, you know, coats and stuff. It's not even that, though. Like, in L.A., winter gear is, like, it's a fashion thing. Like, you dress up. It, it looks cool. I admit, I love wearing my coat because it makes me feel cool. But, like, <laughs> in L.A., you, 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 like, you find reasons to wear it. Whereas, like, in the East Coast, like, when I was in the East Coast, it's like, if I don't wear this jacket and this scarf, I will die. I will lose an appendage <laughs> yeah. at, at the very least. Necessity. <laughs> yes. As opposed to yeah. a, a fashion. If I don't cover my face, my face will freeze. Like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you've ever felt like cold that's so cold and like kind of humid that like every piece of your skin that touches the air hurts. I've heard that. And that's yeah. how like cold gets. Yeah. I've heard that. That's awful. Uh, I heard that's definitely Chicago. Yeah. Like yeah, Chicago and Chicago's pretty bad. Yeah. That's why people just don't um, go outside. Yes. yes. And I don't blame like, them. It's, it's reverse Arizona, pretty much. But <laughs> Canada, um, too, though. I, w- I went to Canada and it was like, oh, it hurts. <laughs> I went in the fall yeah. and I was like, this is winter. This is like the cold depths of winter in LA. Yeah. So yeah. I'm about to head into that on Saturday because I'm going to um, Shanghai for a week. Nice. Uh, Sounds exciting. Show. No Google. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll be out of context. We're going to have to find a way. I think I can still Skype. Mm-hmm. So we can still do the podcast. But I'm not sure how you can get the file to me to edit. Oh. So you might have to edit on your end. Shut up. So we're going to have to figure <laughs> well, that out. Dun, dun, dun. Well. I don't know if we're there to like trust me with that. <laughs> we're not I there know. yet. So ne- we're not there Next yet. week's episode is going to have a lot of dead air and ums and likes. And you're gonna <laughs> you're just going to deal with it <laughs> because... It's like Minji. So I mean, you, you've edited a video before, so it's basically just that. Why are you throwing more work on me on Christmas week, man? Just be like pants. What's up with that? What's up with that? Can we talk? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? You're totally pants, right. right. You're totally right. Why do we wear them? <laughs> Why are they called a, a pair, pair of pants when they're only one pants? I feel like this is really inside and that no one else is going to get this. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. But people still might get a chuckle. Anyways, <laughs> so tell us about Anyways, welcome to the show, Rayson. <laughs> Hello. We're happy that you were able to pinch hit. You're here really early. Like 7 a.m. is when we're recording. It's midnight for me. Um, but as always for like the last couple episodes, we start – every show off with a roundtable segment where we talk about what's on our minds in pop culture and social commentary with our Asian American perspectives. Mm-hmm. So my so topic formal. I know, right? this week mm-hmm. is I'm still in Asia. It's pretty awesome. I'm at that point right now where like I'm kind of settled in the day to day. So this, this trip's kind of been a little different because it's, it's not actually a vacation. 
because I don't we don't have those in collaboration. Uh, so Never. I've been putting in work every day. So it's kind of like I've been kind of just working abroad, which is nice. I found a good a nice um, co-working space with pretty good internet, so I can upload the videos that I've been working on, as well as you know have a good workspace to work that's not the floor of my grandma's place. Um, and it's been pretty like I'm at the point right now, like a week in where I'm kind of in the groove of Taiwan lifestyle. Now you're which local. Is, which is like constantly eating. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Just eating all I the things. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Taiwanese culture is we're a very like we're a very foodie culture. I feel like we're a culture where um, we have this thing called Taiwan shaozi, which is just um, Taiwanese small bites, which is like snacking is just a wake up way of life here. It's mm. you know people are eating all the time. There's snacks like everywhere. Are people very um, slender? And everything is cheap. We're slender because there's a lot of walking. walking. A lot but of the walking. transit is amazing. Yeah, the snacking is really good for you. Well, it depends <laughs> on what you're snacking on, but eating constantly is actually good for yeah. your metabolism. As opposed to America, where we eat three, three heavy meals, obese-inducing, like, obesity-inducing, and then sit down and sleep for like nine hours <laughs> and watch football. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not being a hater. I'm just saying Dang. these are public health trends. M- Merca. <laughs> Merca. Merca. Do you miss do you miss the States, Marv? Are you like really reveling? You don't want to come back? Or you're just gonna be like our resident Skype in ta- Taiwanese <laughs> collab staff? You know, I've always had this thing where I've n i have I don't get homesick. I'm kinda just like where I am, I'm just here to experience everything. That's good. I, it's, That's it's, good. It's been like this since like, even in college, like when I went to college, I went to college San Diego, which is isn't too far from LA, but it's different enough. But like, I never really like got homesick, and like, it got to the point where my parents would call me because I wouldn't call them. So I don't miss you. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> so I guess like, what's the right word? I guess I'm. Re- I've always been super adaptable and super independent. Mm, that's good. So like, traveling solo and things like that, or like just kind of figuring stuff out and getting the groove of like a new city has always been pretty easy or a lot easier for me than some other people I know who, you know, do get homesick and do kind of miss, you know, having familiar things around them. Do you, when you get home though, do you feel like a sense of like, oh, I'm home now? Or do you're like, oh, so I'm another place. Home is where the heart is. Um, <laughs> I mean. Home is where your favorite restaurants are. This is true. Home is home, so. <laughs> That's the thing that every like the, so whenever I get home from Taiwan, especially since I've been working, the only the first thing I really notice is how expensive all the food is here. Or, yeah, yeah. Like everything here is so cheap. I mean, I can get five like like fried soup dumplings for like a buck. Man, Whoa. like it's That's everything's like super cheap. Five dollars. It's like eight dollars, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Every drink like out here is like eighty nine cents. What? Um, in like 7-Elevens. Like I got a like a big cup of boba for like the equivalent of a buck fifty. What? <laughs> I can't. I mean, yeah. That's one of my biggest complaints living in LA. Not LA. No, actually I feel like we have a really good variety for relatively cheap. Like if you had Korean food anywhere else besides yeah. it's probably double. So in that way, but like yeah, the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, LA has a come from a food perspective. Definitely has a lot of places that that you can vary in prices here. Um, well, uh, 
Yeah, LA has a very diverse uh, range of foods, okay. which is kind of what its um its strength is. You know, like uh, something that um, my cousins always said is, you know, cities like San Francisco and New York are known for like their fine dining and their like um like fancy foods. Yeah, but LA is where you can get like good Thai food, Mexican food, like Chinese food, like that is more authentic and more homey's not the right word but like it's not like dressed up and you don't have to pay a premium for it you know yeah definitely no yeah we we have the we have the gambit here in la which is why um i did the to live and die in la thing i mean like i arguably arguably i think los angeles could be a good competitor as one of the more foodie communities in the united states maybe not if not the well, you would argue statement. for that for sure. Bold statement here, but um, we're gonna get a lot of responses. <laughs> what? I mean, like the food here. I was like, I've been to New York, I've been to San Francisco, I've been to Chicago, I've been around, um, and definitely Los Angeles does have the varying like foods that are really grubby foodie foods, and I think that that can be argued as as you know, this is the place where you want to go eat. Yeah, I mean, this is. I feel that your experience is a little bit different because of the, and we'll go into this later but your food blogging life and that yeah. is your lifestyle whereas i choose maybe like three restaurants that i really really adore and then go there only consistent three. i mean at least you're consistent yeah no i'm pretty consistent they, they, i wish i could make relationships with the owners be like i'm here again <laughs> you but, definitely should you definitely should if which you're is you're, you're really good at that uh, that's what I, I mean that's what i do yeah <laughs> which is well, well, we'll talk more about that yeah. later on. But. No, but Marvin's Snapchats of all his food are making me really jealous. And then on top of that, to know that it costs probably yeah. a quarter of what <laughs> it would be to go to like the 626 over here or to San Gabriel Valley and try to get the same thing and pay quadruple of what he I'm like, Damn. I really need to check that out. I need to. I actually have never been to Taiwan. I've never been to like a lot of Southeast I think Asia. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Taiwan is kind of. There's been a couple of NPR articles recently about how Taiwan is becoming the Portland of Asia. Oh, that where makes sense. A lot of the, the, I guess you could call millennials of here, <laughs> are starting to, like, they're not going to the typical corporate jobs that their parents do. A lot of them are, you know, opening cafes or doing more, like we said last week about, you know, cafe dosis, like more community focused um, things that are, you know, more artisanal. So people are opening up craft shops or not craft shops, but like um, doing more creative, artistic or artisanal um, businesses than the use, than going into big business. There's still a lot of people going to corporate um, big business, but there's a noticeable shift in um, the kinds of careers people are choosing, which is pretty cool. And you can, you can really see it if you walk down the more, uh, I guess you can call them hip neighborhoods around here. There's there's a lot more cool like gastro pubs or cafes opening up everywhere. That's, hipster spots, <laughs> yeah, hipster hipster foods. But I feel, and I feel <laughs> that's a a reflection of the generational shifts too. Yeah, of this particular millennial generation that there is this big value for artsy stuff and for something that's very inspiring and very warm and homey. Do you know what I mean? That's a, it's kind of. I also think I also think that it's like you know, as 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 a world community gets more connected, yeah, like via internet and stuff like right. that, uh, people are making 
more realizations that you know this stuff can possibly like work out you know like right. publicity for a small mom pop shop that you can just open can get like a lot more publicity than it did like you know 20 years ago right 30 years ago and you can make yeah. a good living off yeah. of that and then seeing like the ideas from different countries that you're like oh that could totally work here and it's like it's it's a lot more inspiring than as opposed to you know you're closed in one community right and you just do this stuff you know like our parents had i mean it's not even that it's it's also a lot to do with just the whole geopolitical side of things. Like a lot of, because the internet allows us to be more connected, people are starting to become more, um, I like identified with where they are, you know, mm-hmm. like your, your identity and your, your, um, especially in a place like Taiwan where like political ethnic identity are so like kind of weird. And like, there's a lot more like you're the generation now like our generation of people in Taiwan have lived and grew up, grown up here. So they don't have the hangups of our grandparents' generation where a lot of us were displaced from civil war. Um, you have a lot of, kind of like the Asian American movement in uh, in the States where you have a homegrown culture starting to grow within the young people that is very, um, is more prideful about their identity and who they are and what, what their place is in the world. And especially now that Taiwan is no longer a big exporter of things, right? Like Taiwanese businesses, instead of, you know, it used to be made in Taiwan, right? But now everything's made in China because all the Taiwanese business people are, went to China and started manufacturing there. Um, the economy is kind of shifting too. You know, it's becoming more service-based than manufacturing-based. So you're getting all these, um, I don't know how much you guys know about urban development, business development, but to make a place a more desirable for people like, like tech or business or service, um, like financial talent, you have to create a place that they want to be in. And to create that place, you need, you need places like, you need arts. You need cool places to live, cool places to stay, cool places to eat, cool places to drink at. And breweries. That's mm. kind of what's like, what's emerging here as well. Boba. <laughs> Ice cream. Need those things. You do. You do need those things. Because why would you like spend your entire existence working somewhere where there's nothing enjoyable? To- it's true. And I'm thinking yeah. of all these these perfectly crafted Instagram photos and those uh, there's this whole backlash these days, I feel like, to especially with that model going on her rant about how it's all fake and all that stuff to a degree. That's true. But that's all advertising that they're trying to create this utopic yeah. <laughs> vision of this is what life will be like using this fabric softener. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you'll have this or- happy the family because their clothes will be so soft that they'll <laughs> all help you with the dishes and they'll clean up after themselves and, you know, yeah. the kids will listen to you and all that stuff. There's well, a place more, for that. That's, that's more marketing and advertising. But that's I'm saying like that's like the- it also drives what people try to create. Do you know what I'm saying? That it creates a, a kind of, a vision or a representation. Well, they call it aspirational. In, aspirational in the marketing world. Like you're creating, like you're you're making, you're creating a reality that you want people to aspire to. Right. And you want them to think that your product is what. I mean, that's going to kind of more um, the more strategic side of marketing. I don't know if we want to go down that path. Well, we've talked about that because of my commercial acting class. It's, it's all <laughs> tied, you know. I have to understand that to know yeah. my role in like a commercial. Yeah. But I guess in terms of like, I was trying to talk more about just like in terms of urban planning like if you ever look at um richard florida's um creative class it's it's kind of an interesting way to talk about creating a sustainable and a innovative hub for business innovation ideas and culture um and something 
that came up in, I guess, in a way, in opposition of how like San Francisco is kind of turning out, where you have the businesses, but everyone wants to live in San Francisco. So you have disconnect between place of where you live and spend your free time and where you work. People don't want right. to live there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's become such a popular place that the prices that, and yeah. that's a whole other way to look at that because it's so expensive to live there that people don't want to live there. Yeah. So now I feel like it's on that downside part of living in San Francisco proper personally, just from having lived there and the complaints that people have. Because they're like, I can't afford to keep a roof over my head, let alone enjoy the artisanal cheeses that are, <laughs> you know, down the street from me. Yeah. How are you supposed to do that and, and survive and have Wi-Fi? You know what I mean? And that's, that's the, anyway, that's going into a whole other territory. That's just my two cents about San Francisco. Well, that's how my vacation's going. Uh, Your Minji, work, you work just, vacation. Uh, you just started vacation, right? speaking of vacations. Uh, Minji, your topic is holiday vacations with family, right? I feel like it's really repetitive, so we don't have to talk about it too long. I'm just saying that we're planning my family vacation right now. It's kind of cracking me up because we are going to a random city. This is what my family does. It's just I thought I'd share this funny anecdote. And I want to know if other people do this too because for me, and maybe this is social media driven, <laughs> I feel like everybody goes somewhere cool like they'll go to mammoth or they'll go to miami they go to disneyland or you know destinations right mm-hmm. my family goes to random little cities in the middle of nowhere and, and that's really cool i'm not complaining it's just funny because this is our habit original thought this year was let's maybe go to tahoe that'd be fun yeah to go to tahoe together we're going to placerville we're not even going to placerville we're going to a tiny town outside of placerville which is going to be really fun but because my family's a hoot. Where's Placerville? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, that's that's. I think that's a cool tradition. You know, when eventually I have a family, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna go to the place that nobody goes. To. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, this is because of my older brother. But and, and I kind of called him out on. I got. I was like, why are we going to this little weird ass town instead of actually going to Tahoe for once? You know, I was kind of excited to go. To- <laughs> a proper city i mean but no but he's like i like these tacky little cities i was like that's an interesting way to put it but why is it tacky what, it's what not makes tacky. It tacky it's not tacky so that's a very all negative. these people in placerville are gonna be like no i'm sorry placerville i don't mean that <laughs> no it's just it's on the way to tahoe it's like outside of Sha- sacramento it's like slight it's like i'm so close to tahoe but we're not there but we're not there <laughs> so it's more definitely more tranquil less to do and so we're definitely gonna have to buy some costco food and eat in there's no I mean that you don't deal with the rush of everything. Though, that, so that's, that's why you know. it becomes a very unique experience. We've just gone to random places. We went to Carson City, Nevada, drove out to Virginia City, which is like a silver mining town with an actual saloon. I mean, that's cool. I'd go there. Yeah, you would. I, that's like that's like cool stuff. I mean, I like the I like the eclectic stuff. I've I've gotten around. I I appreciate it very much. I'm just saying. So now this is like added to our list. So I just wanted to see. And you did that last year where you went yeah. on this random trip. And and Marvin's out in Taiwan. Like you guys, I'm with a bunch of travelers. I'm talking to a bunch of well traveled people. But yeah, my travels include really random places like that with <laughs> my family, which I think is really cute. And really fun and really good memories. But I one day I it's I feel like I'm going to be the one if when I have a, a boatload of money and be like let's all go to Paris or let's all go to the Bahamas. That'll be me. When you, when you have a buttload of money, you when know you can take me to Paris with you. I'm like, okay. yo, Minji, what's up? Can Companion I, pass, you know. Can I get to Paris? <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you answered Rayson's question. What was the question? Is yeah, where oh, is Plaster? Yeah, I said it's on the way to Tahoe. It's like northeast of Sacramento. 
Okay. So it's, as you're going, you're leaving the Bay Area, you have to head directly northeast towards Nevada to go to Tahoe. And it's just one of these random little cities off of the, the highway. <laughs> so that's where that is. Like but I don't, or something? <laughs> like kind of one of okay. those cities, but I don't even think the house that we're getting, that we were on Airbnb, I don't even think it's in that proper city. I think it's, again, on the outskirts of that city. <laughs> But apparently, it's on a river, and that's why my brother chose it. Was it like one of the six houses that were on Airbnb? At- <laughs> apparently, because it's available for Christmas. You know what I mean? Not- well, that means they have mm. internet, so that's a plus. That there is, you, go. you know. Yes. I mean, you're not you're not totally ostracized from like <laughs> the world. It'll be cool. Yeah. I'm probably I'm gonna Snapchat I, it. I've ended up in like cities where it's like well, there's nothing. You have. It's just like around. I get around. Well, that's the thing, though. Like cities like in the middle of nowhere, like I've heard of cities in Western Virginia where the Internet is insane because there's nobody around. Yeah. And like you're the only one and you have the whole pipe. Ain't nobody eating up your bandwidth. Shit, I'm going to start a podcast in like (laughs) Virginia somewhere (laughs) in the woods. (laughs) Up in North Dakota. In a bunker somewhere. I'm just going to, you know. It's so clear. I uploaded so fast. <laughs> no smog. Um, yeah. No, and, and actually looking at the, the pictures, I got excited. I was like, oh, this looks really, really tranquil and very, you know, peaceful. I mean, that's it's good to get out. Tranquil. Of, I mean, like we live in a city that's kind of like on all the time. Yes. I mean, like arguably like New York is also on all the time. But the, LA's become one of those places where definitely as I'm up like at Two to three or four in the morning. There's FYI, lots of stuff. Frazon doesn't sleep. And it's a lot of people say that. You it's really just, don't though. There's so much to do. Yeah. And there's so much energy to do it. He's so too busy like, living. <laughs> I mean, like, I like that though. Like, I'm more. Of, I'm a very avid. I guess you can call it avid urban explorer. Like, I love exploring cities. I love exploring like public transit, like mm-hmm. city and parks, uh, especially public spaces within cities, and just people watching and getting like the feel of. Just the, the general vibe and heartbeat of a city, and like just like it's um sorry. But does that is is that um, is that is that you do you and this is funny too because it depends on where you where you kind of grew up or where you feel comfortable. Mm. Some people would feel really scared exploring a city because they would feel that there's so many unknowns that they don't know where transportation is going to take them, and maybe that's the difference also because not to get into that sort, but because you're male and I'm female. Mm for safety and things like that. Like I actually feel more comfortable, more safe in an, in an urban environment where there are a lot of people, even though those people might not be all friendly mm. versus like if I was alone in some random town I mean, or the I, woods. <laughs> no, cause I, I used to think that, um, but I, I've met via traveling many people, like many, you know, like female travelers that travel alone that have better stories than me. Nice. And I'm like, I think it's, it's, I mean, there's definitely a risk either way. I mean, I could be, I was walking down through, um, earlier this year I was in Athens and like Greece was kind of like in that, like, kind of like still, um, where the banks were closed and everything. So right. people were kind of like, I was walking down, I was like in this alley and, uh, why were you doing that? I mean, like I just ended up like, like I just ended up. Um, and I was like, you know, this is probably not the best situation I should be in. You know, it's, it's where you put yourself. Yeah. But, you know. But some people, I don't know, people, there are people who not even dream of doing that because it would terrify them. But you did it. You know, it's And fun. you were snapping the whole time. I was like, where <laughs> the hell are you? Thank God for, for T-Mobile Internet internationally. <laughs> Seriously. 
I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I mean, Europe is is one a whole other ball of wax. But I, I generally feel safer in like an urban environment. I think if I got dropped in the woods or like in a random town, I'd be, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have no survival skills, guys. Okay. <laughs> Build a treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> Robinson Crusoe up in there. Yeah, I think for me, it's just I've always been really good with maps. So just like exploring has always been, I don't know. I just just like figuring out, like, usually I pick a place I want to check out and I figure out how to get there. And even if I don't drive, I can usually find my way. And on on the way, just explore, you know, see a little shop I want to go into, grab a little coffee here. And that's just how I like, even when I travel alone, it's, it's always kind of just fun just to. Discover, I guess that's 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 what uh, I like doing. And funnily, you, all three of us are like that. I think all three of us are lone travelers. We don't need other people to accompany us to explore and to be adventurous. That and like people don't have like <laughs> it's like differing schedules. Differing schedules, and I wonder if people did go with you if they could keep up with you personally, Rayhan. I remember I met up a friend. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> I met up a friend uh, when I was traveling, and God, the pace that she was walking at. Was so Bug slow. <laughs> Try listening. Like, really though? <laughs> can you speed it up a can, little? Can you walk a little? I was like, I need to use the bathroom. I was like, <laughs> but you just went to the bathroom. That was like an hour ago. Get what out of my trip. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll meet you later. I was great. Great seeing you. Oh my god, that's hilarious. No, I like to travel. I bring my skateboard with me, and. You know, as much as like sometimes there's like bumpy roads, like I was in Italy and there's like bumpy roads. Um, there are a lot of places where it's like flat ground and like you can cover a lot of space, um, like on a bike or a skateboard. And it's a great way to see any sort of city because you're not like like as fast as a car, but in the you're dead faster space. than walking. Yeah, and I'm sure it saves your feet. Yes, I want to ride a scooter, like a razor. <laughs> a razor. I just razor <laughs> through. Uh, Thailand. That'd be dope. Actually, no. I feel like scooters are too much work. Like I spend, I'd rather just walk. <laughs> but it's slower. I don't know. I feel like scooters, like the way that you have to ride it, maybe I'm just too tall for a scooter. Maybe scooters aren't made for people like me. That's true. I think like, they I are mean, made like, for people just, like me. I, Compact. That's why I don't scoot. That's why I skateboard. Yeah. We all have our things. We all have a thing, you know. Anyway, yeah. we got to scooters from family vacation. But anyway, I'll let you guys know <laughs> how it goes. I'm just wondering if, if any other yeah. family does random stuff. But you individually do random stuff like that. So that's good to know. It's well, my family is going to Tokyo. See? Um, week, so. <laughs> See? <laughs> this is That'll what a lot of families do. They go to Tokyo. They go... Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of random stuff, uh, Rayson, you want to talk a little about cuddling <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was telling actually I was telling Minji earlier that uh, I was watching a BuzzFeed video the other day about people who are trying out professional cuddling for the first time um, and I remember hearing about this a little while ago and it's become more of a thing now like you can it's like $60 for an hour and people come over non-sexually dollar a minute yeah, dollar a minute. It's not, I mean, like, and cuddle. You know, um, there's different things. There's, like, coupling, which is, like, holding hands. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, spooning, which is, like, cuddling. Is this, like, one of those, like, random boyfriend type of operations? Or... <laughs> no, it's it's literally, like, it could be, like, a girl cuddling a girl or, like, you know, it's just... Um, Being held. Yeah, I know a lot, of, a lot of people have, like, argued, you know, it's the human interaction. It's the touch of other people. I mean, yeah. 
where we as human beings, you know, are not as much as I do stuff alone, don't yearn to be like alone forever. Right. You know, like it's just like we need connection. Yeah. Like when I'm traveling alone, whenever I'm traveling alone, people are always like, Hey, are you alone? Do you want to just like hang out with us? In like different places. I mean, sometimes it's it's sketchier than others, but <laughs> it's like so Usually when I'm at bars. Like, <laughs> hey, let's drink. I'm like, okay. And it's funny because a lot of my friends are always like are always like, Oh, you slept in some p- person's place that invited you to stay there? Have you ever seen Hostel? Yeah, seriously. That's what <laughs> I'm like. Have seen Hostel? My brain's going. No, but I mean like uh, that's the same thing with this. It's really random. You just go to people's houses, have no idea who these people are. Again, different experiences. I, again, want to know data-wise how many times that happens real in real time yeah. with like a man versus a woman. I think, you know, I think we should do a social experiment. I think we should we should get some cuddlers in here. Oh, is that <laughs> that's gonna be the next podcast? The next podcast. It could be a. It could be a video podcast. We're podcasting while being held right now. It's Someone like is so. What are you, so? What are your feelings? I right think now? what we've learned is just Grayson just wants to be hugged. I, is, I like hugs. I'm sure there's some free hugs dude on Hollywood Boulevard somewhere. We'll hug him. I, I do guess. love hugging people. I'm a really huggy person, and I've been told one of the best compliments I got was from an old coworker who I adore and she was kind of a, my boss but she was really wonderful warm person but did not like being touched she was just this is the safe zone don't enter kind of person and that's fine interesting but i was i would i was hugging her goodbye for something and we we're leaving for the holidays something like that where we're not going to see each other for a while and we we're all exchanging hugs to say bye i'll see you in 2 weeks or whatever and i gave her a hug and she's like that was that was a great hug. <laughs> and when I left that job, she wrote me in my goodbye thing, like, you like my favorite hug. Like, you're my favorite person to hug. Like, you make me want to hug you more or whatever. Or more people are, like, comfortable with it. And I was like, that's the best thing. One you're, of the best things someone ever said to me. You're like a hug inspired. And now she's never hugged. And then she had never hugged again. <laughs> now she's never hugged anybody ever again. She's having withdrawals right no, now. No, I want like her to. She's sitting in the I, bed, shivering because like, man, she's hugged. That's exact opposite anymore. of my the goal and of my hugs, Marvin. I want her to go. And I can't handle it. And, and want, I don't know what to do with and life. And want to embrace life. <laughs> she's like hugging a pillow. It's like, it's not the same. <laughs> she's hugging. No, no. She's hugging a it's minji pillow. It's like a body pillow with hey, a face on it. Like, no. I'm not saying that. She's like trolling internet. I mean, like where you are. Like, that might be a gift, like, though. That might be a gift. <laughs> you, might, you might be able to be like hire out for that. You could be a professional cuddler. See, you I don't know if I like want to do that. You would be like class, like class S. Like if you want to hire Minji to hug you, it'd be like, like you got to pay. It'd up. be like five dollars a minute. Dollar bills right now for that. Right? Hug. It'd be like three hundred dollars an hour. Wow! Damn, dude, that's like they have other words for that. No, <laughs> it's like just hugging. Just hugging. It's like just go hugging. find your friend. Have her write you a testimony. And right, the, I get testimonial. <laughs> build up yeah. my website, my profile. Like you need me for your company. It's like I'm the best in the game. <laughs> Number one. You could do it like corporate style. You can go to people's offices and hug people. I feel like the corporate world needs the most hugs. I think they really do. Liam. I literally say that literally walk around going, that person needs a hug. Like, well, sometimes when I'm really annoyed, I'm like that person needs to get smacked in the face. But a lot of times I'm like, that, that person really needs a hug. I mean, coming, you can tell. coming from a corporate company, I see like some people need need you. Oh, okay. <laughs> they Aww. need Ninja hugs. Aw, <laughs> you're a good hugger. Everyone I know is a good hugger. That's why we're friends. Because if you were really sitting like would not, I'd be like, okay, so we can't 
interact. I mean, I'm not. I'm just trying to say, I'm not part of that thug life. I'll drop that tea and get that. You know, bring it in. Bring get it the in hug the life. hug life. Think of that hug life. No, but I understand. There's some people just really like don't come into my personal space. But I, I see. I, I like your, your, you should put that on. Like, was that Task Rabbit? Like, oh my god! <laughs> for sale. My my skill set. I mean, or you could yeah. throw it up on Craigslist. And, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. no, We're no, thank into you. Territory. No, thank you. No, thank you. And on that note, let's take a quick break uh, to talk about some collaboration updates before we come back and talk a little bit more to Rayson before he ha- he has to go. So yeah, uh, we'll be right back. And this podcast is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization. Uh, supporting Asian Americans in arts and entertainment. Uh, we connect, discover, elevate, and showcase Asian Americans doing cool stuff in our communities. Uh, we just released a new um, video for our music series, The Green Room, featuring Matt Almadel. So check that out on collaboration.org and on YouTube. And we got some great articles coming up this week. Um, yesterday, we have an article coming out about James Choi, the proprietor of Cafe Dose from LA's Little Tokyo. You can read about his story about how he became the proprietor of one of Little Tokyo's most treasured coffee houses. And eateries. People love the sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to James. And later this week, we're going to have another article about some of our friends in the community and who their dream collaborators are. So that's um, look out for that on collaboration.org. Um, and if anybody is interested in writing for the blog, we're always interested in working with up-and-coming writers, editors, and you can inquire further by emailing blog at collaboration.org. And it is the holiday season, so if you're feeling particularly giving and don't know who to give to, consider giving to Collaboration. We're always accepting donations to help support our programs. You can figure out how to donate to us at collaboration.org slash donate. So in light of the year coming to a close, I know that people are figuring out which charities they want to give back to. And I really hope that you guys will consider collaboration since we are, you know, a grassroots community organization that really exists to just connect people and bring everyone together. And we work really hard and we have so many incredible staff and volunteers who work all year round to keep our programming going. So every little bit helps. And I hope that you will share your generosity with us and we promise to pay that back to you tenfold in love <laughs> and one last thing before we go well two last things uh, one is that collaboration is staffing up if there's a collaboration team operating in your city we're looking for help so uh, keep an eye out on collaboration.org for more information uh, applications and job openings well volunteer openings are coming up soon so check that out and finally one last thing like we said it's the holiday season it's also cold so you know you want to buy some sweatshirts and stuff to keep warm what better way than some collab sweatshirts i guarantee they're warm very very warm i can attest to that cool looking and your friends and family will love it you should buy like a billion (laughs) where can they buy a billion of those they can buy well well minji i'm glad you asked they can buy a billion sweatshirts at our uh, at our at our merch store at gummymall.com slash collaboration. You can see a wide variety of collaboration t-shirts, tanks, and sweatshirts. If you wear all of them all together, you will keep warm. I guarantee this. Layering. You should buy the whole set. I'm just going full out. You should just buy everything, honestly. Everything. It's awesome. 
Thank you for that and point, yeah, Mark. No problem. And that'll do it for our collaboration update break. Now back to the show. And we're back. Hello. What's there. up? Hello. Hello. That was a great break. It's How me. Are forever. You? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we had different lines. <laughs> I'm Marvin Yue, your host for this collabcast, episode 40, 46. 46? Oh my God. Wow. Here with my co host, Christine Minji Chang, professional cuddler in training. <laughs> and joining us is Rayson Escajo. <laughs> Hello. Our friend. Social media um, expert, expert, yeah, social media guru and professional trumpeter, blogger, <laughs> trumpeter, no. uh, food blog. I so food you got a food blog. Yes, I do. I want to talk really quick um, yes. because your Instagram. So it's called To Live and Dine in LA. It is To Live and Dine in LA. I'm surprised that you were able to get that title because it sounds like someone should have picked it up a long time ago. Right? Maybe. Maybe you're the, you're the first, right? So I mean, I was listening to a Tupac song, and I was like, "Man, I really want to dine in L.A. and make a <laughs> blog." And then it was like, "To live and dine in L.A.," and I was like, "Oh, place to okay. be." Okay, okay. And I looked it up, and apparently, I'm more clever than I thought I was. Because <laughs> everyone, like, I tell people regularly, Validated. I'll be like, "Oh, I have this um, food blog," and they're always like, "What's it called?" And then they'll always snicker. I'm like, I see what you did there. I got it. I got it. <laughs> but then, what about the non-Tupac? Thing? I know. I'll, occasionally, I'll run into the. Occasionally, I'll run into people. Well, even without, I mean, it's clever wordplay. I mean, it's Tupac, obviously. So you yeah, sh- you can just take credit. Like, yeah, I'm really good with words. I came up with it. I came up with this. Really no, but yeah, like for people who don't know the Tupac reference, they're like, oh, you live and dine in. A, oh, I, that makes sense. So it's like, <laughs> it's great because the like a good name. For anything can carry it a long way. Yes, it's it's funny because I started this food blog because um, I used to post uh, food po- photos on my personal Instagram page, uh, and a lot of my friends would be saying like, "Oh man, that looks really good," but you really need to stop posting this because all I see is food and it just makes me hungry. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh well, okay." Which I say, what's the problem? I what? don't see a problem. People hunger? What's up with that? Instagram. So I'm like, some people, I'm like, yeah. It's um, it's supposed to make you hungry. It's but, food, but it's I guess it was a a differing uh, audience from the people that were following me like regularly. So I was like, okay, I'll do a separate account, knowing that social media on social media, like certain things perform better. Food, cats, like you know, like <laughs> stuff like that performs well on social media. Make so, airplane wings, yeah, <laughs> um, like. Weird doors. Yeah, like for some reason, like oh, and then you got the Instagram hot, models. Hot legs. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was about hot to say. Legs. Just like Instagram models, and... fitness. Yeah, fitness does incredibly well. Hashtag hashtag fit IG. Yeah, um, fit IG. Abs, fit abs and butts, right? Abs and butts. Um, but yeah, like Marvin uh, looks at. I said, <laughs> "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, what whoa, hashtags whoa. are you looking up?" Exactly. Um, so I started to live and die in L.A. to b- basically filter it out and just to keep track of. A lot of people are always like, "You know, you live in L.A. What's good to eat there?" It's like, let me look at my Instagram account. It was really more for me than anything else. Um, and then it started spiraling. Like people were like, started reaching out saying, "Hey, do you want to check out this restaurant?" That I own this restaurant. I see that you're a food account. Come down here if you want to do a post about it. You get I'll comp your meal for free. And I was like, whoa, 
whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this That's is, the best payment possible. I mean, I get, I get probably three dinners out of the week for free. That's awesome. And like, I mean, that's cool. You're not really like a, you're not really like a reviewer. So you're not like, you know, the fact that they're like inviting you over isn't like a conflict of interest. Yeah. No, it's, it's really just for like a secret eater. Yeah. You're just helping them promote. It's just like, here's a photo of something. Let me tell you what it is, but no judgment. You know, I talk to a lot of people. I, I used to have a lot of friends who were Yelpers and they're like, yeah, man, I'm part of Yelp. I can like demand stuff from restaurants and i'm like you know there's a certain like elitist thing there that i mean it it's it's not yelp's fault it's some people who just like take advantage (laughs) of the system right um i think la yelp is a little bit better than like say like san francisco yelp i think san francisco yelp was pretty bad yeah (laughs) i mean it's a it's a weird like entitlement that people sorry guys (laughs) it's not even about like the food most of the time it's like individual experiences that right. people have. It's like, yeah, the food was great, but there's this one guy and then they were late and they weren't paying attention to me and I'm a Yelper. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa. One star. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, it would be a five star, but since the service was crappy, let me guess, give it a three star. And then like... like- Yelp pisses <laughs> me off just because my parents are small business owners and yeah. they own a dry cleaners and some woman actually ranted about a different dry cleaners than my parents, but posted on my parents' page and that messed up their rating. And I reached out to this woman like, dude, you're wrong. Like, take it off, blah, blah, blah. I helped my mom. I don't know actually what happened to follow up with that. But that's, you know, like you're impacting their livelihood. So I feel like if there was some really big, like you found a rat in your food, like, of course, like (laughs) shut it down. There's but, a really big. Excuse me. There's a really big rat in my food. There's a rodent there's a, in my. There's a rat in my, my salad. Spaghetti. Can I, can I get another one? You put, you put that on your Instagram. That's that place is done. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying I don't know stupid stuff like that. Oh, just, people make me mad sometimes. It's just, just like, like reading YouTube comments. Like, why do these people exist? I think some people. So there's something that I like. Kind of started seeing when I was in college. Like post you know, American Idol and you have all these like talent competitions and these the places where people like Yelp where people are put in a position where they can judge someone else. And more often than not, they will they wanna be Simon. Right. They wanna be like the sarcastic, yeah. caustic, like asshole. I mean it's, because it makes them feel good, right? When it's also the like, anonymity of the internet. Yes, it's it plays a huge factor, and we see this all the time. And like whenever I do like um, like reports on whatever I'm reporting on for social media, YouTube's usually the most sentiment wise negative because of this anonymity. And you, there's a personable like whenever something puts something online, it's like someone can personally attack someone. I mean, like the internet, the the interconnectivity of how we work in like the internet and social media has is a double edged sword. Right. I mean, at one at one point you have access and information and connected to everyone else. At the same time, you know, that can rear its ugly head and become the exact same opposite. Like it where it's just like people are trolling inherently bad things. I mean online bullying specifically just for that. Right. The get a kick they out of exist to yeah. make your life worse. <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. Like, but it comes with it. Like, it's trolls. Right. That's what happens. Yeah. Ugh, I, can't, I, I mean, it's like, you're not Gordon Ramsay. Don't yeah. eat Gordon Ramsay. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> I hear he's super nice in person. 
It's a like, character I'm sure he's developed yeah. because it Same gets Simon. ratings. Simon yeah. is a character as well. Yeah, it's he's, for ratings. It's to get reactions out of people. I actually be a dick in real life. I mean, I don't see him like, being like Mother Teresa or anything like yeah, that, but, I, but I'm sure he's not as... like an exaggerated or, version. Exactly. Yeah. And then... And then you see, see, like... I complain to Marvin on a pretty regular basis because the whole fact of LA and being so ingrained with being attached to a screen 24-7, either on my mm-hmm. computer or my phone or both or that plus my tablet, so three... And just having to track a lot of things and paying attention to engagement and being you know attentive to likes and views and blah, 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 blah you know. And, yeah. and that's part of our lives now so much, but it gets so overwhelming that I feel sometimes that I'm a social media director, but that's your literally 24-7 <laughs> job. And that's something that you really enjoy and something you yeah. embrace. But I can't, for me, I'm, I think about having to tweet everything. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, the world would be uh, better if it... If there were less people like me, <laughs> no, I don't. Well, you, I feel like if you're good at your job, you're kind of alleviating the burden from a lot of other people. From yeah, I mean, that's why people like me have jobs, right? Exactly, because you're yeah. you're good at what you do. I don't know. I just can't. But it also helps. Like, I'm not going to reveal who who you work for, but it also helps when <laughs> the movies that you are helping promote is getting like crazy Oscar buzz right now. Yeah, uh, it does. I mean, like. It, but not every movie gets Oscar Yeah, not buzz. every movie like gets Oscar buzz. It's kind of like a hit or miss. You never know. The, see, the movie industry is a very interesting um, industry <laughs> because it's yeah, it's, it's a circus. It's it's the most high risk business model that you'll ever see. Like millions of dollars go into production for like something, and producers and directors these and are their, totally like, flop. projects. You know, these are like their babies. Yeah, and they think it's the best thing ever, but they could be flopping left and right. Yeah. I mean, only a certain handful of movies do really well throughout the year. There are thousands of movies. That get made. That, yeah, that get made. And you'll see a lot of them on, on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the reason why you see a lot more comic book movies now because that's, you know, they have a built-in fan base and it's easier to pitch those now that Yeah, and then everyone's running of, the, yeah. the trend. Like, you know, like comic book superheroes were, are popular so everyone wants to do that. You know, like for a minute, vampires were popular. For a minute, like zombies were popular. For a minute, like. But I don't see that as being a low risk thing. If you know something's popular, then it's just so saturated because everyone's going to be on the superhero. Train. Yeah, I mean, like, how do you know that yours is going to be successful? How do you know it does? It's not going to be. See, like, it's weird because like movie audiences are very volatile. You can't like predict what they like at what time for what reason. Right. It's like I've done movies that I was like, this movie is crap. And then we'll do extremely well. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I obviously didn't read that well. But then again, my mindset is a lot different from what middle America thinks, what the East Coast thinks, right. what everyone else thinks. You know, this is, I'm a very LA person. Right. So the mindset here is that. Or you just consume a different variety of content, right? And yeah. and so you're, again, your perspective, your subjective view is really, really skewed as to what the vast majority of this demographic that try to get the dollars from. Yeah. And it's funny, it's because like, like my habits are not your normal movie. I actually don't watch that many movies. Right. God, I'm going to get fired one day for this. <laughs> I actually, Trust no, me, I'm, saying you're, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a, I'm a social media person that works at a movie studio. I'm not a movie studio person that does social media. Right. So, like, you know, I talk to a lot of, like, movie people or cinemaphiles, people who work at my company. And, you know, they come from, like, middle America, like Minnesota or Wisconsin or something like that where their pastime – their main pastime was to watch movies. That's what they did during the week. They hung out with friends, catch like five movies in a week. 
or that's something. Crazy. Like I, I'm lucky that's to like get a like movie Star a Wars. <laughs> like yeah. I watch like Star Wars. That's out of the year. Yeah. Like you know. Um, speaking of which, no. <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, um, no, but like, yeah, it's it's definitely not. It's definitely depending on your pattern of what, how you do things. Right. I mean, I don't go to as many. I work with collaboration, like it's the entertainment world, but I don't get to go to as many shows or watch as many movies or sh- you know TV shows or any you know concerts and all that stuff as yeah. I do as I want. But somehow you make it work. I mean, I think I don't know if that's a advantage or a disadvantage. I mean, I definitely when I'm creating strategies for movie campaigns online, I since I'm not paying attention to everyone else's stuff. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. It could know, be like, it could I be an advantage. Think of my own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And then you already did because you're the one who even made your role. Like yeah. it didn't even exist when you walked in. You know, it's Hi, social, social media is a fairly new was fairly new when I got into it. Yeah, and now it's like, but no, now it's such yeah. a necessary role. Yeah, I feel like it's every interesting. company. I mean, like it's it's one of those things that um, no one expected to like do what it did. Right. When I started this, yeah. it was like you know no one was talking about this, and now everyone has. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's kind of interesting. I want to ask you about. Because with social media, it's very technology focused, mm-hmm. right? And so you're getting, you're, are you getting pitched like a new app every like other day? Oh yeah, like, I mean, this like is where I get, you want to be. I get, I get people from like the mobile space saying that this is the future of this, or I have people um, who have new like apps to to tell analytics or some sort of like KPI, um, right. like almost every day that call me and like you need this for your marketing to be effective. And it's like, I see so many of these things. It's hard to tell where the tipping point is. Like a lot of tech, social media is very, it changes rapidly. And I tend to only jump on, like my job is to really be on the forefront of a lot of, a lot of these technologies, but not jump into one before it's past the tipping point. Cause then, or else you're not, you're just jumping into something that doesn't. You're bandwagoning on something yeah. that's already kind of losing relevance. Or yeah. Like, it's right. like, like um, what was it? Ello. Remember Ello? There's like this little social media I platform. Completely that, don't Ello. Know yeah. Ello. It eh, was, it was eh, a platform eh. that was supposed to be like when, when all the privacy stuff okay. was going out, like people were like, oh, you know, my privacy is being taken. What was the app? It was, it was like, uh, it was Facebook minus all the privacy like issues. Okay. So. You wouldn't have like oh a, now I remember yeah see it's like a and like people were like one. are you on Ello are you and I was like no you know I'm not gonna put any like like start a campaign on Ello because as much as it's being buzzed about it doesn't have the masses and the numbers behind it mm-hmm. and social media really only works when you take advantage of something that that everyone is on mm-hmm. yeah I have friends who start social media platforms I have a coworker whose husband is trying to create this like audio like a like an instagram for audio uh-huh and i'm like that's cool but if no one's on it it doesn't it doesn't matter i mean snapchat okay for example snapchat prior to being snapchat was called pickaboo what pickaboo was started like, that was its original name yeah pick-a-boo. is why the why the ghost is there by oh the way. i just thought of that as you said it yeah I was like, that's why so the ghost. it was started a while ago and it actually wasn't that popular it was you know it was you take photos and they disappear. That's like that was the whole thing, um, and you know people were still heavy on Facebook, heavy on Instagram kind of stuff. And, you know it wasn't it wasn't doing a thing. When schools started getting hip to a lot of the internet stuff, they said you can't use Facebook in classes. So they would like all these like middle school students would divert to sending their sextines or their their notes 
in class via Snapchat because it disappeared. Yeah. And the, the teachers didn't know what Snapchat was. So as this, the resurgence of this came back, they rebranded Pickaboo as Snapchat, kicked out one of their founders, and then um, wow, now you have Snapchat. That's crazy. See, it's it's thriving on the on the verge of people are getting tired of Facebook. Yeah, you know, that kind well, of. Well, the stuff. younger argument is like, my parents are on Facebook. I don't want to be. I on hear Facebook. I hear a lot of it from a lot of people that you know, like there's different stuff that like oh, I don't like it because everyone's on it, or I used to use it but I don't really use it anymore. I use this instead because it's more. I like this. It's cool. Better. Then don't be on it. I still really, you know, I, I, as as annoying as it absolutely can be, I still really appreciate it. Yeah, like, I mean, I love to see well, what people are up to. I think it's easier for us because, like, we were all. I mean, we're all about the age where we're early adopters. Yeah. So yeah. for us, it was like we have buy-in. Like all our friends are on it. That's how. This is how we keep touch. Keep yeah, in touch. It's like a giant phone that we don't see. Whereas, like, kids now, like, they're coming in fresh. Like, there's all these other options that, like, they only have, like, the um, – blanking on the term um, for it. But they don't have the luggage, I guess. Like, they don't have the, the backstory. There's, there's yeah. a term for it. I'm an MBA. I should know this, but I don't. Um, oh, my God. But, stop, like, being, they have... <laughs> stop being MBA-y. But what, um, they, I feel – then what do they use? That's what I'm curious. I mean, people use different – like – a lot of people use specifically just messaging apps. A lot of people are doing the line thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people use the Snapchat thing. Um, I'm saying, but like for messaging, they, for messaging, yes. But I'm saying in terms of having a, a platform where you can share the photos and the newsfeed type. But you thing, can do that there... on a messaging. See, a lot of people like I, I talk to. I know a lot of like the younger generations aren't about the posting your life like thing. That was a millennial okay thing, right? A millennial and then the generation after us, but the generation after them is like learning from this. It's okay. like, I don't want like that girl who freaked out on social media, but like, it looks all fake and then blah, blah, blah. And like, whatever she's, I'm whatever she's now, she's like, go to my other website and give me money. But then like, you, you but see, just, they don't have stuff. Once they become working adults with stuff, they don't show up to their friends to show up. That's what I'm saying. Well just wait doing. until they get a little bit older. <laughs> they're going to be like, I want to stay connected with my friends and my family. And yeah, I it's, it's not, my I want to know all the cool shit I'm buying and my cool house <laughs> and my baby. It's funny because I was watching that video and the girl was like, you know, you can go to my website and donate some money. I can't even afford rent. I was like, girl, you live in a nice house apartment. That's why. Yeah. Then get a regular, like, come back to Move Earth. Move home. <laughs> You're like 16. Seriously. <laughs> Move home. Save your money. Uh, don't get me started on that. Oh, it's just, anyway. I can't afford rent. What are you doing to add value to the world then? Okay. <laughs> What are you doing to add value to other people to unplug and look at the world by plugging into her website? It's definitely, it's definitely going to, because you know, the gener, it's generationally like people don't follow the generation right before them. You know, we're a full generation of connected like phones and everything, and looking at phones through social media. I think the future of it will really be. It's not going to be only on your phone and laptop and stuff like that. It's going to be integrated in the world around you. So you want to yeah. go out, and then social media will already be there. Well, I mean, that's why that's Facebook creepy. bought oh, Oculus, and it's like diversifying. Like, like if Facebook and VR can integrate, I mean, that's kind of the future too. You know, like yeah. I mean, you see it with like three hundred and sixty video. Yeah. Like they're trying to, if they can get it to a point where a mass consumer. 
will have a device that integrates VR into their life, then yeah. then it'll definitely become a thing. Till then, I mean, there's so many. Like, look at Google Glass, right? People were like all hyped on the Google Glass thing. It's, it's were imp- they? Because I never. It's it's super it's cardboard never. now. Yeah, it's cardboard. Now. But then even that, like, it's super impractical to keep something like that around with you all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So once they figure out how to do to to tackle that barrier, then they'll keep going. Like you know, this will be a thing. Like I I went to a uh, like a demonstration for the HTC Vive the other day, um, and it was great. Well, this shit was crazy. Virtual reality is crazy, but will I have headphones, a giant like thing on my eyes, and like controllers on my hand at all time? No. Well, I'm I mean, VR realistically would be kind of home-based, right? Like, your day-to-day would probably be more AR, like what um, what Microsoft is doing with... What's, uh, what's their What's their uh, thing? Augmented reality. Okay. Um, wow, what was Holo it called? Cube, right? Yeah. Holo, Holo, HoloLens. HoloLens is what they're doing. When, like, they can make your house, like, like your TVs on your wall and stuff like that. It's like... Yeah. That stuff, <laughs> is, that stuff is cool. Like, I, I see that... Like, I was reading another article about the practical uses for... For doctors mm-hmm. who can treat patients, yeah. right, right, right. I've heard about you that. You know, yeah. remotely, way out. Even yeah, tourists, like specialists, like, blah, blah. we can walk around Paris and I can read French because it'll be in English. Yeah, it's, you know, there'll be some mistranslations maybe, but that would make traveling so much easier too. Although a lot less cool. Is I that? Like. Yeah, that's. The, but that's to call it easier. I mean, the part of going to France is to like be immersed in French culture. I wonder how that they're going to integrate that in the future. I mean, I just that it's such an altered reality, and it's not because I'm supposed to that change. Now, though, they have they have an app on your phone. Yeah, that that, that changes the the languages, but then you still Spanish have to have your phone English, on yeah. you, right? Yeah, I mean, Yelp and has an international AR, data AR thing too. Yeah, where you can kind of see like, oh, there's restaurants down that way. It doesn't. It works like shit, but you know, they they try the that monocle. Too. Yeah, <laughs> what the, the monocle's a weird like the monocle's uh, a part of Yelp. That you could scan around your phone via your camera, and it'll tell you Yelp reviews like it's floating Yelp reviews Whoa. or stars. So you could like directly correlate. Oh, I'm looking at this business. The Yelp reviews right here. But then you still have to have your phone doing this. So the question is, and how much battery yeah, does it eat? Yeah, up? drains battery and yeah. data. It, it eats, yeah. <laughs> so there has to be some sort of like tipping point for that kind of stuff. To counter all that. Paris just had the climate talks. <laughs> I feel like I need to insert some commentary about the rest of the world is made up of vegetation that we need to protect because <laughs> there's so much. That was a terrible segue. Shut up. <laughs> that wasn't a segue. That was a direct diversion. <laughs> Leave me alone. While you're talking like about you Paris, like, you're talking about Paris and virtual reality. You have like, you have like a reality. deception noise. Like, boom. No, like you're talking about there. Paris and you're talking about Putting a, a monocle, or not a monocle, but having the ability to walk around and having everything translated for you. Like, that's something about that fundamentally bothers me. It's very convenient and very nifty in that way. So this is like where I guess me and technology just come to a, like, we're, <laughs> well, we're just going to leave you in the dust. We'll be out with our monocles. It's not like I'm not going to, it's not like I wouldn't, like, if it happens, it happens. But I'm saying, like, there, in light of that, there has to be somebody countering that to say, hey, what is the cost of all of this technological development, right? Yeah. Because if we're not aware of that, I think, then I'm just getting really big here, but it's, then you veer off into the world of, like, you're going to, 
we're going to be run by robots and then they're going to like annihilate us as a species. And everyone's like, what happened? <laughs> you know? Well, that's the thing. Like, we're talking about robots. And I mean, if we want to talk about social issues and things like that, like a big thing right now is immigration, right? Legal immigration, jobs, like jobs for Americans, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you really think about it, the only really real alternative to cheap labor are robots, right? So you're fighting to keep like cheap labor out. But like without access to cheap labor, like people are just going to go like, you know, robots are cheaper than your average American worker. You know, are they? I have no idea. I have not done a cost analysis on this. So I don't know. I'm saying human beings are still around. So why don't we? And not even just that. I'm saying the cost of like making all this technology and advancing all these these industrial things that are not inherently bad but what is the cost of that to the earth and to society to say are we going to be more connected better people are we going to be more in tune with like what actually matters or is it going to go into this oblivion of well if it's shiny and cool and makes like a you know makes my life 1.5 seconds easier because this you know responded faster than that app like whatever it just it, it goes that it can spiral out of control is the way i see it yeah. so i think that there needs <clears throat> to be the discussion the counter discussion of let's save Global trees warming. let's you know not have you know all these civilizations <laughs> wiped out by the ocean rising and things like things that are preventable and that actually matter to the longevity of life and not the immediate coolness of tech sorry i'm not trying to like like talk shit about tech i love i'm i'm all about it i think it's super cool as the next person but burn it all down yeah that's marvin's te- take on it you know it's funny because then you have like Bill no Gates cuddles for you dang no cuddles <laughs> no but- i'm saying burn the tech industry down no i'm not saying yeah. that at all i'm dang. not saying that at all i'm saying that Can i get a cuddle tree- robot that tr- that tree huggers <laughs> have their place the whatever um I- okay so Grayson's gotta go we're already way over right. it's 850 sorry Nice. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining us, Rayson. Cool. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank thanks, Rayson. Well, where can people find your 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 stuff? So, if you want to look at the food blog, it's at two live and dine in LA number two, L I V E and dine in LA uh, on Instagram as well as to live and dine dot com. Uh, if you want to follow me or anything I'm doing, it's at Rayson Media. At Rayson Media, and awesome. your Snapchats are funny. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming. Bye. Well, that was Rayson. Uh, too bad he had to leave so early. Uh, <laughs> we got him right before ro- work. Robust discussion. My yeah, random but... insertion about global warming. <laughs> well, we sorry, can talk guys. About I'm that. I'm a public health major. It always goes to that. <laughs> um, well, I didn't really read up on that topic so i can't really neither have i much about it we so we can table yeah. it for another day and i shouldn't probably have eaten something much heartier so that i'm not hangry when it gets me riled up i'm just like it's not to it's not to hate on technology or anything like that i i love it a lot too and i just sometimes i get like we don't talk about other things that are also really important you know what i mean do you know what i'm saying mm. i'm not yeah it's not a hating on it's uh, for me. I'm like, oh, let's be balanced, guys. Let's talk about big things that are less <laughs> sexy. I guess you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah, no, we we talk about less sexy stuff next week. Um, <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm going to listen to that. I want to listen to sexy podcast. The unsexy podcast. Yeah, uh, the all the unsexy topics. That this is our job, about. though, Marv. See, we're we're turning unsexy things sexy. It's how we. <laughs> 
It's how we approach it that makes all the difference. I'm going to get some yeah. like sexy ass, you know, environmental scientist up in here. Anyway, I think it can be pretty. I'm personally like I think it's really attractive and I'm not saying like in the opposite sex or whatever, but I think it's a very I think when people are well educated about that kind of thing, I'm like, wow, it's really impressive. So you can find those people. So, yeah. If you have anything about the new uh, Global Warming Accords, feel free to write in to us. Our uh, email is podcast at collaboration.org. Uh, we don't have any emails this week, but we're always accepting questions, comments, quizzes. quizzes. Yeah. <laughs> but Jeez. another thing that, another thing that we're accepting right now are your haikus for your New Year's resolutions. Um, if you submit you say your haikus? haikus to us, yes, okay. and you're chosen and we read yours on the air, you will receive a copy of the new 2016 Hotties with Haikus, oh, Haikus with Hotties calendar from our friend Ada Singh. Um, he, she's giving us two calendars to give out to you, our listeners. So I created this contest. If you listened to last week's episode, um, you sh- should have heard about it as well. We want to hear your haikus. About your New Year's resolution. Does that mean Remember, we have to write them? Haikus are five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. So, are you going to write one then? No, I'm asking the listeners to. So we don't have to partake in it. I kind of want to. That's like an interesting challenge. Well, if you want to win another copy of the calendar, you can write. Well, in. We already have it, so I feel like that's unfair, and I don't want to be unethical in any way. I'm saying that's just a fun challenge. We should make everyone on staff do it. <laughs> This is your the last agenda item for the year. Write a haiku about your 2016. Well, you can make the staff do whatever you want because you're the boss. But for our listeners. I don't abuse my power you like want that. To, if you want to win this awesome calendar, write in your haikus. And um, yeah, that'll do it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks and for yeah, tuning next, in, next, y'all. We'll have to figure out how next week's going to work since uh, I'll be in China. But we'll figure it out. Minji will have to be editing, so. Uh I'm already sweating like freaking out have a good week guys see you next week Disco guy, excuse me, I heard bang bang, I heard shots. Demeanor barge in the interrupt your workshop. Without you, the show stops. I heard you're thirsty, so I got you a cold pot. Hey, girl, hit me with your voodoo. Corey I watch the be YouTube. Baggy clothes you wear, mama.